Take hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Proverbs 4.13 Listen to instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Proverbs 8.33 Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Legion of Michael podcast. I am still, I do remain your host, Paul Markle. Thank you very much for joining me for this week's show, and I hope that this has become part of your regular weekly routine. I am hoping that you're getting a lot out of these and that you're sharing them with your friends and your neighbors and your fellow church members and your team members. Please take the time to share this and leave a review, whether it's iTunes or wherever it happens to be. Please leave a review of this show so other people can find it and they can benefit from it as well, just like you have today. All right, the very beginning there, we talked about, well, we two Proverbs. If you are a fan of Proverbs, and I hope that you are, uh, you will know that Solomon, throughout Proverbs is constantly talking about wisdom. He's talking about instruction. He talks about reproof and corrections. Uh, Proverbs is all about really education, enlightenment, and uh, and intelligence. Uh, not so much intelligence, but instruction, education, instruction, wisdom, enlightenment. You get all those things from Proverbs. And in case you haven't figured it out by now. There are 31, 31 books in Proverbs, or chapters in Proverbs. And uh, it's interesting because there are 31 days in a normal month. So what you can do, and what I have made the practice of for many years now, is sitting down in the morning when I'm having my first cup of coffee and reading the proverb of the day, whether it's the 1st or the 5th or the 15th or the 23rd or the 31st even. If you do that, if you get into the habit, you'll be, I think you'll be glad that you did. So what is when it comes to the Legion of Michael, to the defenders of the faith and the faithful, the protectors of the flock, what is training all about and how can we help our team members to improve by training or through training and with instruction? Well, first and foremost, if you are going to have a team of men or women, men and women, you need to establish a training regimen and a protocol, and you need to have minimum standards. This is something that I think a lot of people are afraid of because in our modern world, we're afraid to set standards because standards mean that you're going to require people to perform. 
And unfortunately, very sadly, in the weak, spineless, slavish state that our world currently is in, we don't expect or we're told that we shouldn't set standards for people because it's not fair. Because not everyone can do the same thing. And, and that's just not fair. Well, we're not talking about fair. We're talking about real. Take hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Listen to instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Sounds like Solomon was pro-training. If you ask me, if we, if we were able to go back and talk to Solomon, the wisest human to ever exist on planet Earth, we'd say, what do you think about training? He'd say, I'm definitely for it. I am pro-training. I am pro-instruction. So how does that apply to our team? Okay, number one, if you are the leader or you're in an assistant leader capacity or you have the power to influence your team, what you need to do is you need to establish a minimum standard for training. If people want to be on the team, they have to go through a minimum amount of training, a standard set amount of training. Now, you need to figure out what that is. Well, number one, if you're allowing people, if you're encouraging people, if your team members are going to be carrying firearms, they need to go through firearms-related training. And I don't mean the basic NRA marksmanship course. That's good. It's good to know what the sights are and how to name the parts of the gun and so on and so forth. That's, that's good. Don't get me wrong. But if you're going to be defending humans with a gun, if you're going to be using a firearm as a tool to keep people safe, you need to know more than just the ABCs and the kindergarten level, okay? You need to engage in training that is practical and realistic and mirrors what you may actually have to do in the real world, which would be shooting with just one hand, shooting with the opposite hand, your support hand, reloading, drawing from a holster, so on and so forth. Realistic training. Now, in the Legion of Michael book, I have set aside, there is a, a section in the Legion of Michael book that is about firearms qualification, and there's actually a firearms qualification course that is outlined in the Legion of Michael book. And if you don't have one or you're looking for one and you say, well, I'm not really sure, what should we do? Uh, feel free to take that qualification course that's in the Legion of Michael book, copy, paste it, use it, go forward with it, okay? What about other kinds of training? Uh, absolutely, at very minimum, every single person on your team should be CPR Heimlich trained, but you need to go beyond that. CPR Heimlich for a professional security person or a security provider should be seen as the elementary or kindergarten level training. Now, do we stop at kindergarten? No, that's our foundation. We're able to read and write sentences and paragraphs and, and entire reports and papers and books and so forth. We're able to read and write all those things because in kindergarten, we learned what those weird shapes were. We learned that those were called letters and they had sounds and then we learned to put them together. But we didn't just stop there. And that's how you need to consider your medical training. 
you need to have foundational medical training. You know, the CPR and the Heimlich thing, that's great, but that's not where we stop. That is the beginning. And unfortunately, excuse me while I sip my coffee, unfortunately, many people, they're just checking off the block. They say, well, we need to have some kind of medical training. What can we do? Well, we'll get the Red Cross guy, and he'll come in, he'll teach us CPR and Heimlich, and then we can check that block and go forward. And and if someone says, hey, do you guys have medical training? You're like, we sure do. That's great. But what do you do if someone's bleeding to death? What? Well, I do CPR on them. No, we don't do CPR on people that are leaking because that makes them leak faster and that makes them die faster. Every single member of your team should go through a traumatic medical training course, which teaches you how to save people from the three major life-threatening injuries that you can do something about. Now, there are life-threatening injuries that if you, uh, as an individual, as a, just a bystander, if you don't have, uh, well, a great big orange bag full of stuff, if you don't have access to an emergency room, if you don't have an ambulance with you, there are certain things that you can't do anything about. But there are also life-threatening injuries that you can do something about. A major bleeding injury, you can do something about that. The loss or of an airway, a person doesn't have an airway. If they don't have an airway, they can't breathe. It doesn't matter how much blood's inside their body. If you can't hit oxygen in, you're going to die. A compromised lung or what we call TPX, tension pneumothorax, you can do something about that. And that is where you need to engage in. You need to take a traumatic medical training course. Uh, Depending on where you go, you might be able to get one that's a one-day course. Generally, they're two eight-hour, full eight-hour day courses if you really want to get good training. Communication. Communication. Yes, communication training. Well, we know how to talk to each other. We don't need communication training. Oh, do you or don't you? How do you use the, the radio gear? Have you ever practiced using the radio gear? How often do you practice using the radio gear? How often do you practice communicating with each other and with your flock? And you say, well, I don't understand where you're going with the communication thing. Communication is the key fundamental to human relations. And that's what you're, I mean, when you're out there, you are the representative. Now, you might not be the usher or the greeter, But people are going to look to you and expect more from you. If you're a part of your church's security team, they're going to expect more from you, and rightfully so. Now, during a recent Legion of Michael Q&A session, we do the Q&As once a month, uh, and if you're a member of Legion of Michael, you know this already, Uh, we do a Zoom call on the last Wednesday of every month, and quite frankly, it's an open forum. When I sit down, when I turn that call on, I really have no idea what's going to happen or what the topic of the day is going to be because the topic of the day isn't driven by me. It's actually driven by you guys. It's a Q&A, question and answer. It's not a lecture. So last, last month we had one, and one of our members said that uh, they had a, a drill during a church service. Well, no, it wasn't a drill. I'm sorry. It was a, uh, uh, a situation that ter- could have been an emergency, 
but it wasn't an emergency. Uh, our member said that he was uh, in the surveillance room watching the cameras, and he noticed that someone came in, and it looked like they had a bulge or something underneath their, their shirt. So he got on the radio, and he asked the person who was in the that vicinity, he said, hey, this guy, blue shirt, you know, whatever, looks like this, looks like he's got some kind of a, a big bulge or something under his shirt. Go find out what that's all about. And the person who should have gone and done that did not or did not want to or shied away from it. And so the, the Legion of Michael member who was on the call said, I had to go do it. He said, I, had to, I left the, uh, the surveillance room, and I went and I found this guy, and I said, hey, man, you know, what's going on? How you doing? Looks like you got something under your shirt. And it turned out that he had a, uh, I don't know what kind of knife it was. The guy said he had a, uh, a, a knife, and he wasn't being threatening or menacing. He's like, oh, you know, he was a guest. And the, the main issue was that he was a guest of someone else, and no one recognized him. And they said, who is this new guy that we've never seen before? And it looks like he's got a bulge under his shirt. What should we do? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And in the end, it ended up just fine. The guy's like, oh, if you want me to take it back to the car, that's you know, I'll do that. I don't have any problem with that. And they're like, okay, well, thank you very much. Now, what I said was that's a, that seems like a lack of training issue. And, and the people, the gentleman said to me, I believe it was, and forgive me if I'm saying this wrong, but he said, well, our people are trained. Our people have been trained. There was another situation uh, that we discussed where they had a, an emergency drill and some of the people did not do what they were supposed to do. Matter of fact, one of the people just like left, just left the area. And I said, training, and, and the response was, our people are already trained. Okay. This is an area where I, leave, I believe many people, they miss the boat. And I, well, I'm, okay, I know this. I've been a professional trainer for about 30 years now. And I encounter people, I have encountered people uh, who were told to go to a class or you know, I've done military training, I've done law enforcement training, I've done training for citizens and kids and adults and so forth. And some of the classes that I have taught have been voluntary. People showed up because they wanted to be there. And then some of the classes I've taught have been part of a school or an educational system where the people who showed up for my class didn't have a choice because they had to go to the class, they had to go to the training because it was part of their job. It wasn't because they weren't there because they wanted to be there. They were there because they were told they had to be there. And in that case, I've often encountered people who did not want to be there, and they would tell me 
that they shouldn't be there because they've, quote, already taken training. And to that I'll say, oh, well, that's I'm glad you've already taken training. When and where did you take it? And I've had people say to me, oh, well, I took this class back in, and at the time it was, you know, there was a 15-year difference between when they took the training and when they were standing before me. And I said, okay, I'm glad that you took that training 15 years ago, but here's the deal. If you want to engage in this behavior, if you want to have this kind of job, you can't just take training one time. And unfortunately, I believe what we have, what we see with a lot of our teams is we start a team, we say, okay, we have a basic amount of training that everyone has to go through, everybody goes through it, and then time just ticks on by. Week, month, years, years upon years, and then something happens, someone doesn't perform up to standard, and you say, well, why, why did that happen? They took training. When was that training? I don't know. They probably took it like four or five years ago. If the last training you had was four or five years ago, you're not doing enough training. Now, how do we address deficiencies or problems in our training? If everyone is trained and yet we still have people failing to do what they're supposed to do and what they should do, then we need to examine the training. If your people are not doing what they're supposed to do, they're not where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there, if there's an emergency or a training emergency, a training drill that you drop on them just out of the blue, and they don't perform as they're supposed to, then we need to sit back and analyze the situation afterwards and say and ask ourselves and have a serious conversation. Why did that happen? All these people on this team supposedly are trained, and yet when we had an emergency or when we did a drill, we had a, a crisis drill that they didn't know was going to happen, we just kind of dropped it on them, they didn't perform. Why is that? Is it because the training that we previously gave them was not good enough, wasn't up to the standard, or is it because it was so long ago that they had they don't really think about it anymore? Think about riding a bicycle. I mean, you might have learned to ride. You know, people say, oh, it's just like riding a bike. Mm. If you haven't ridden, ridden a bike for five or six years, very often you don't just jump back on. Uh, skills, physical skills deteriorate. You know, you say, well, when I was 18, I could do blankety blank blank really well. I'm like, okay. Now you're 37. When's the last time you did that? Well, the last time I did that was when I was 18. I bet you your skill's not quite up to par as it was when you were 18 years old or 19 or what have you. And then we also have to have honest conversations with ourselves. We need to sit down. Let's say that you have trained people, but something did not go well. We need to sit down afterwards and say, okay, let's talk about what happened. And it doesn't have to be accusatory. and You don't say, have to say you're a knucklehead and what's wrong with you. But we do need to address the situation. 
Because if we find that we're failing or we're having shortcomings, we need to use that as a way to learn and to improve. You might examine your training and say, you know what? We thought we were doing the right thing, but it turns out we weren't. I've been involved in training for a long, long time. Like I said, I've been receiving professional training and instruction for greater than 30 years and going not quite 40, I guess 35, not that old. Uh, But I've also been giving training and been part of training academies and instruction and so forth for a long time. And what I have had to do and what the teams that I've been on have had to do is alter and modify the training program because we weren't getting the result that we needed to get. Now, on paper, it may have looked like a good deal, looked like a good training program. But there's a big difference between how something looks on paper and how it plays out in the real world with real people. Had a situation when I was a small arms and tactics instructor for the U.S. military. And part of our training was to teach people, and I I was against it from the very beginning, to conduct what they called a press check. Now, it seems on paper like a good idea. Rack the slide, load your gun, and then press check to make sure a round went into the chamber. Okay, seems like a great idea, doesn't it? Yeah, you're like, yeah, absolutely is, because I was taught to press check, and that's a, you got to do it. No, 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 no. Well, what we were experiencing on the line in the training program when people were actually out there with live guns and live ammunition was basically daily, uh, several times, every time we would go out, people would try to perform a press check, and then they would cause a stoppage or a malfunction. They would cause a stoppage in their gun. Rounds would fall out or rounds would come halfway up or they'd get a double feed or what have you. We were essentially teaching them how to screw up their guns. Now, on paper, it seemed like a great idea. Someone said, you know what? You know what would be a great idea if we taught people to do this? And somebody else said, yeah, that is a great idea. But they were in, a, they were in a, an office somewhere. But then you get out into the field with real people, and you have them do it, and you realize how they're screwing up. So you need to either say one or two things to yourself. Say, well, either we're not explaining it correctly or teaching it correctly, or the way we're teaching this thing is making people screw up. We're shortchanging them. Maybe we need to modify the training. If your people are not performing as you expect them to, you're like, man, I, th- I thought these people were all, you know, pretty tight, pretty good to go, and, and, you know, we're having situations, and they're not performing. What's going on? Maybe you need to modify your training. Maybe you need to add more training. Maybe you need to do refresher training. It's not good enough just to train people one time. Like, well, when he joined the team in, you know, 2014, uh, he went through the training and 
we gave him a little certificate or a badge or a sticker or a gold star or whatever, and we just moved on. You can't just do that one time, especially with physical skills, especially with things that people don't do very often. How often do you pull out your gun pointed at a human bad guy, at a threat, at a monster, and have to launch bullets? And you're like, um, never. I know never. But you need to practice that. That needs to be something that you can't screw up. The point and purpose of training and practice is not to be able to perform one time or accidentally. Everybody can accidentally hit the bullseye. If you launch enough bullets, you'll accidentally hit the center once in a while. The purpose of practice and training is so that you get to the point where you can't do it wrong where the likelihood of you screwing up or the likelihood of you doing it wrong is almost impossible. Have you ever listened to someone practice an instrument? Now, if you have practiced an instrument, you understand this. It's difficult for parents or other people, and but generally parents, to listen to someone practice an instrument. You're like, why is that? Well, when you practice an instrument, you know, let's say that you your child has been assigned to learn how to play a song or just a the basic introduction to a song or the rhythm of a song or whatever. So they're playing the piano or the trumpet or the guitar or the whatever, and they're in the other room, and they go one, two, three, four, and screw it up, and they start again. One, two, three, four, and they screw it up. One, two, three, and they do it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And you say, and if you're in the other room, you're like, dear Lord, are they ever going to get that right? Well, the reason that they're doing that is so that eventually they will be to the point where they can do it on demand and do it absolutely correctly every time, everywhere. But you don't get to that point overnight. It just doesn't happen one time. You don't take one guitar or trumpet lesson and become Eddie Van Halen or Louis Armstrong. That's not how it works. The exact same thing goes with training for your team. If you expect them to be able to perform 100% like they need to when the time comes, you need to have continued training. You have to set a basic standard. So you're, so when it comes to training for the Legion of Michael, number one, set a standard. You have to set a standard for training for everyone. If you want to be on the team, you have to be able to meet these minimum requirements. Okay, great. Then you need to have constant refresher training now it might be once a month it might be once a quarter I don't know what your time and your budget is like but the fact is we don't just do it one time then all afterward after that continuing if you have an issue or a problem if people aren't performing like you expect them to even though they are quote trained that's when you have to have an honest conversation and say all right these people all went through training but they're still not doing it right. Is it the people or the training? More than likely, it's the training. You might have to examine the training and say, well, maybe it's time to change it up a little bit or modify it or alter it because if we're training people and they're still getting it wrong and they're different people, if you train several people and they all make the same mistake, it's not the people, it's the training. Okay? Train your team. Take the time to train your team. 
Train them initially and then continuously, and they will be better for it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here today. We're going to close out with the warrior's prayer, as is our want and desire. Uh, remember, if you haven't gone to legionofmichael.com yet, you can. It's open 24 hours a day. It's on the Internet. So uh, check out the Legion of Michael program and all that we have to offer in addition to this podcast. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.